All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That? You just shook your head yes. Well, you know, sometimes, I mean, we can't be, we can't be interesting all the time. We try, but you know, according to the texters, sometimes it's a snooze fest. Joanna, you are so, you know, Joanna, I think he did that. I think he did that on purpose, by the way, which I'm all here for. But I wasn't meaning on purpose. I said, Scott Klug. See, it's called K-L-U-G. I mean, it's that. Krug. I thought it was. It's Klug. Klug is a. No. And I apologize. I, and I, also, I was thinking I would want to be corrected. So the second time, because I wanted to get his name right. So the second time he said my name wrong, I figured, well, he'd want to be corrected, too, because he corrected me. So I was just giving him the, the opportunity. The o- you know, the only, re- the only reason I knew it was Klug is because there used, when I worked in Wisconsin, there was a, <clears throat> a lawmaker at a state level named Shirley Krug, spelled the same, K except oh. the R for the L. And I remember mm. the, her name, Shirley Krug, because Wisconsin Public Radio did an interview with a lawmaker who was not happy with Shirley Krug. And, oh. you know, you know, the old last rep- reporter's last question, anything else you want to add? And that lawmaker, I forget his name, he said, yeah, here's what I want to add. Shirley Krug, F you, except he oh. actually said F. <laughs> and it was on tape. Oh. So that made the rounds that everybody had that <laughs> clip. So I'll never forget that. Wow. Okay, but after we do quick takes, we are going to have a discussion as to whether or not you correct somebody if they say your name incorrectly. Yes. But first, Charlie, you're up. Before we do that, let's get that uh, keyword. Don't forget, we're giving away Kenny Chesney tickets all week, May 4th next year at U.S. Bank Stadium. Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown Band, and a host of other people. But you need to know the keyword, which today is what, Charlie Weiss? It's going to be honky-tonk. Oh, yeah. Oh, The old honky-tonk. Now, that's two words, I guess, hyphenated. It's hyphenated. But yeah, very country. By the way, mm-hmm. I, I'll just say this. Ken Burns did a documentary on country music. Mm-hmm. I think it was like five years ago. So good, obviously. Really? Oh, oh my gosh. And I, I actually you have to subscribe to PBS documentaries yeah. to get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... For some reason, out of the blue yesterday, I started thinking about that, and I did it. Again, I watched two episodes last night, and each of the episodes are like full-length movies. But it is so good. Well, you are going to be excited. Yeah. He also did one on jazz. Yes. So you got you got the jazz one after the country one, if, yep. if you so See, that's want. the stuff I need to be watching, because the news is just so heavy and negative. Yeah. I, I need to watch a documentary on country music. All, All right. right. Sorry, Charlie. You're no, up. Yeah. No problem. Honky Tonk. So when you hear, just before, Honky. when you hear Kenny Chesney, Call in and give us a little honky tonk, and you'll be going to uh, Kenny Chesney. Yeah, we'll start out with uh, Jordana here on on Quick Takes. Mm. Minneapolis is considering upping its vacant building fees from about seven thousand to twenty four thousand. This comes after, of course, a number of we'll say incidents at a number of vacant buildings around the city. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Kmart, which is no more. If you've driven by uh, on on Nicollet, that is now 
completely rubble. We didn't hear enough about the Kmart building. I, I just enough. wish no. we would have got you know, daily going? updates about the Kmart building. You know there's going to be, when they redo that whole area, there's going to be a little hip bar in there, and it's going to be called the Mutt. Yes. The Blue Light Special, the that's Mutt. what it's going to be called. Yeah, you just know that's going to happen. Uh, that plus there was a, a building on Lindale. There's there's been quite a few of these old abandoned buildings burned down. It's going to uh, theoretically, if it passes, it's going to go from seven thousand to twenty four thousand uh, dollars that you have to pay for your if your building is vacant over a full year. Jordana, do you think this is a good policy? Does no more need to be done about these vacant buildings around that seem to be such an issue? You know, I think there should. I mean, they already have a fee. It already cost them seven thousand. So now they're upping. They're used to. They know that the Big fee job. is. Big in place. So, yeah, that is a big chunk. But here's the deal. Um, vacant buildings are not good for a community. They're not good for uh, sustainability. They're not good for the area. So what needs to be done is there need, they, need to, they do need to be incentivized to get tenants in there. And instead of paying the $24,000, how about you lower your rent to whatever shop wants to go in there and create the space or whatever restaurant would like to create the space. And that way you don't lose money. You don't have to pay the 24000 And maybe you'd make less than you would in rent, but you're helping to revitalize the area and you're giving somebody a break on rent and doing something positive for the community. I mean, if you have enough money that you can own a building, not make any rent from it, leave it vacant, and then pay $24,000 at the end of the year – you have enough money to discount the rent and try to revitalize the area. So, yes, if you are going to own a property in, your, in a community, if you're going to buy one, I do think you have a little responsibility to do something with it that benefits the community. No way. It's my building. I can do whatever I want with it. Why would you buy it then? Just to have it. it it's a money suck for you. And then why, why are you letting it stand there vacant? Because that's What's my right as that? a business owner. Okay, well... You're a bad business owner if you're paying $24,000 a year to well, be able to own a vacant you building. Well, you're not coming in my building, then. Okay. <laughs> well, somebody's... I, I mean, it, if it's, it's vacant, right, Adam, I think somebody might, be, uh, somebody might be heading in your building anyway, whether you <laughs> right, want it or right. not. I, yeah. I think uh, yeah. that's how some of those fires started mm-hmm. uh, with some of those mm-hmm. vacant buildings. All right, we'll move on here to number two. Adam, the longtime War Road girls hockey coach is making yep. headlines after he filed a... Civil defamation suit against six current and former players' parents. Good. Uh, the suit claims they made baseless allegations, wild fabrications of false statements designed to damage your reputation. So you already said it here. But, I mean, is this is this what needs to happen? Does it need to come well, to the legal system for, no. you know, crazy parents? Here, to- well, here's the problem. What, and, again, I've read the article uh, this is uh, David Marvin, a longtime coach, the legendary Marvin name in Warroad. And here's the problem, okay? I don't know enough about this case to s- whether or not what he d- is alleged to have done actually occurred. But here's the problem. When you have so many groups of parents in other communities, we've seen it before, we saw it with Orono last year, where parents are upset because their kid isn't playing enough or their coach isn't looking at their kid and promoting that kid for college or whatever, that they get upset and suddenly they feel entitled and because nobody can take a no anymore and nobody can accept that, hey, you know what, I know you spent you know twenty grand on Johnny's camps, but he's not <laughs> going to be playing at college. They can't accept that. Well, what do you mean? I spent $20,000. Of course he's going to play in college. And the high school coach says, yeah, no, he's a third liner on my team. The problem is, 
that's been enabled so much that when we do get a legitimate case where, let's say, a coach is uh, doing bad behavior, mm-hmm. that the default is these parents are uh, out of control. So I feel for, like, and again, if these parents have legitimate concerns, it's always telling, too, whether or not, you know, like when media outlets reach out and they're not willing to exactly back up what they're saying or talk publicly. Mm -hmm. Right. That kind of also lets me know what's really going on. But Mm -hmm. the default is I'm always going with the coaches. Right, and I know there's been plenty of coaches in the past that have done some bad things, criminal things, and I'm not saying that uh, we should always believe coaches, but it makes it hard to believe parents in this day and age. That's all I'm going to say about that. The parents are out of control. Your child is not the second coming, and they're probably not playing in the NHL. Let them enjoy their hockey and get off their backs. He won the state title. (laughs) I mean, not good enough. Not not good enough. All right, back to you, Jordana, and your favorite topic: Chinese President Xi Jinping said, "Did I do that right? Was that a was that a good? Okay, good." Mm -hmm. On his visit to the United States, said that uh, his government was ready to continue lending pandas, but it isn't sure when or where they will go. Pandas have been dwindling at American zoos as. All pandas are actually currently – all pandas in the world are owned by the government of China. Did you know that? Yeah. Really? Every single one is owned by the government of China. They lease them oh, to other countries for a certain amount. So they've been dwindling uh, amidst you know strained relations between the U.S. and China. But she uh, said that – All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we might start lending again. This is known as panda diplomacy, and it's a big part of Chinese diplomacy, actually. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jordana, on this geopolitical conundrum? I mean, if we are relying on pandas to create diplomacy, friends, we have much bigger problems. <laughs> I don't give a crap about the pandas. Talk to each other. Uh, make sure... And and I we're never going to make sure, but you know, Xi is supporting Russia. He is supporting Hamas. Stop it! Stop it! They're uh, they're running TikTok. They're undermining American uh, American currency, American made products. I mean, stop. There's so many other things to discuss other than pandas. You know what? I will watch a panda documentary. I don't need to see a panda in a zoo. And also, don't that should not be a substitute for diplomacy. I don't give a crap about the pandas. Well, they're going to need another panda because did you see yesterday when President Biden was asked about uh, if he still refers to Xi Jinping as a dictator? He said, yeah, he's a dictator. And did you see the reaction mm-hmm. of Antony Blinken? You got to see the said? video. No. Oh, oh Antony okay. Blinken is sitting in the front row and he says dictator. And Antony Blinken gives that look and the shake of his head like, I get oh, all yeah. the time from my wife. Like, oh my god, yeah. I can't believe you just said that. Well, you Look know, up that video. Maybe now, then we need the pandas. pandas more than ever. Is what pandas, I'm yes, we now need pandas. We need them, now we need them more than ever. All right. 
Let's head on to our final quick take of the day. Former NFL sideline reporter Carissa Thompson made headlines yesterday after revealing on a podcast that she made she completely made up fabricated reports uh, at halftime when coaches would not talk to her. How much trust are you losing in sideline reporters, Adam, after this incident? Or is it is it an isolated incident? I don't, I don't think it's an – well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. No, I don't think it's an isolated – I do think it's an isolated incident with her. That, well, no, she is – first of all, she's admitted that before with uh, Aaron Andrews, and Aaron Andrews said the same thing, that, yes, I've done that too. Really? Which leads me to – yes, which leads me to believe this, which I think I already knew, is that they're getting nothing. They get nothing – and the, having it's pure show to have a sideline reporter. And I'm not saying that all sideline reporters uh, are not talented. They're extremely talented. Michelle Tafoya was probably the best at it. She worked here, and I think she actually got legitimate information. But nowadays, they get nothing from those coaches. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they've got somebody on the field. Hey, let's go down to so-and-so. Uh, they got the quick interview with the coach. Hey, we got to figure it out in the second half. We got to do this. They get nothing from them. So, mm-hmm. in in the grand scheme of things, I am making up a report. I'm initially I was like, oh, I can't believe she's doing that. But does it really matter? Because they they don't get anything anyway. And she didn't like she didn't make it up like, oh, this like making like oh, so and so is going to play when he's not. She basically just went back to the cliches that she gets anyway. Hey, he says, coach says he's got to do a better half, better job in the second half of controlling the football. I mean, it's anybody can do that. Anybody can say that. Adam, I can't believe she admitted it. Okay, that is crazy. And did you think we wouldn't be outraged? And by the way, Adam, but why? I am. They get nothing. I am. Okay, I get this it. Isn't Brian Williams, a... This isn't Brian Williams saying he was on a helicopter ride of about a, an assault that he never was on. That's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. This is like meaningless uh, football information that nobody gets, that everybody gets via Twitter now anyway. I guess, but if you are on camera and people watch more sports than they watch news these days or whenever she was on. I, I don't even know she is. But if you made stuff up and then admit it, those people that watch are going to be like, oh, my gosh, you just stood there and lied to me. Why should I trust anybody that's on what I consider a source of information? And they, I know it was just NFL information. And, of course, it doesn't matter. And it's all a joke because it's sports. I mean, it doesn't matter Ooh. in the world. But, like, wow. it, it doesn't. Jeez. It's, it's oh. football. A lot of money. Right? What, what a coach says about how the team did the first half, whatever. And in reality, that doesn't matter. But, but well, the then you're proving my point. Then what does it matter? Go on TV and lie. But you can't say, he told me this when he didn't. Like, you're a bad person if you do that. And I think that's wrong. And you can, what you should have said is, the coach refused to talk to us. And I don't have any information. You don't just lie to get on TV. I mean, that's just a moral decline. And I'm not perfect, but All right. I never have willingly gone on this show and made something up. And certainly not in my time as a reporter. She's supposed to be a reporter. Ever made something up just to say something. Does it really matter? Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll continue this conversation next. So, uh, Carissa Thompson, longtime uh Sideline reporter. Now, I believe she is the studio host for those Thursday night football games that they do on Amazon Prime. I believe that she's like the studio host of that. If I'm is wrong. she still making stuff up? 
No. Well, <laughs> well, now it's like part know. of the game. They all Probably make no. stuff up. Like the Bill Belichick thing, you know, Bill Belichick's going to get fired. That's based on just people figuring, well, you know, he's in the hot seat. And then, then it becomes like a, that's how sports media works. Um, and somebody's saying, does it matter? Yes, it matters. Truth matters. Of course, truth matters. And if you are a quote-unquote reporter, yes, truth matters. But, like, when it comes to football, this is entertainment above all else. And it, there's a very fine line, by the way, right now between those major pro sports and, like, wrestling that is quote-unquote fake. And it's entertainment. So if there's a sideline reporter who's just kind of regurgitating cliches that he or she didn't hear from the mouth of a coach, I don't really care because I realize they're on the sideline. It's part of the production of a game. It's part of the show that I'm watching. I, it's just natural. Okay, the announcer and the play-by-play, the play-by-play guy and the color analyst give their opinion. Now let's go down to uh, Clarissa Thompson. Hey, the coach says this is a tough must-win today. You know, they got to win. Blah, 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 blah. I know. Uh, Unless they've got some significant scoop down there that they can see being on the sideline, and that has happened, which I'm saying. I'm not saying that the job is useless. I 100% believe that they have certain access to things that some of us do not, or a reporter up in the press box does not have access to. But when it comes to just regurgitating, like, whatever's happening, uh, I, I don't care that she just made something up because I don't think it rose I to do. the level of, you know, uh, Joe, you know, uh, Tom Brady will not play in the second half. And then he played. And it's like, well, where'd you hear that? Well, I just made it up. Yes, that's egregious. <laughs> but but if, if she's saying Bill Belichick didn't want to say anything to me, he just grumbled and said he needs to the team needs to do better. I don't care about that. I really don't. I do, but uh, some of the texters do and some don't. This texter says, Jordana, are you bananas? <laughs> if the reporter made something up, it was probably because coach told her to. He has secrets that need protecting. Rule number one is always follow coach. Coach knows what's best for the team. America. <laughs> <laughs> we need more people like that at the Warroad uh, parents meeting. Coach knows know, best. Okay, and then and then another texter says, "Does it matter? Yes, it matters. Truth matters." And that's like, here's the deal. It's not like she wasn't making up things like uh, coach says this person got injured and isn't going to play. Yeah. She was like she was kind of making up clichés. Coach said this when he never said it. Like if she went on the air and said, "The coach refused to talk to me. He was annoyed and he wanted to get in the locker room with his team that would have been a better use of her time because that's the truth but saying coach says it's a big game they gotta win like oh, oh, of course he says that that's useless you're you're being useless and also the director of that production should know better if she's got nothing to say like if you're if you're out at a story the fire department gets called out and it's actually a cat up a tree and they get the cat, and by the time they go to you, there's there's nothing to see here. You call back and you tell your producer, this is a non-story. This right. is, the cat was rescued or a cat They're not going to accept you that know. from her, though, because it's like you're on the field. you got to give us something. She well, can't say, you know well, the coach be didn't more talk to in- me. Then be more interesting. Then what you need to say is, I talked to the third string left tackle. I'm totally making this up because I know nothing about football. I talked to the water and- boy. 
And they told me that they are wearing the same socks they've been wearing since they're 13. That's interesting. If And you can say, the coach won't talk to me. None of the players will talk to me. But here's what I learned from the freaking groundskeeper. I, I don't care. Add value. And that is your job as a reporter, to add value. If you are not interesting, you shouldn't have that job. Somebody says it's a big stain on journalism. Really? It's a big stain on... No. I mean, I don't know if these no. people are journalists. Brian Williams yeah. saying he was on a helicopter that he wasn't on, that's a stain on journalism. Yes. I don't yes. care that uh, a sideline reporter is telling me uh, the cliches of all cliches that we get anyway. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't. Okay. At and we agree to disagree. That's how we do it here, Adam. No problem. I will never believe a word you say again. <laughs> I'm kidding. Why start now? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, let's take a break. Tim Lammers always has the good word. He is uh, going to share with us what to stream, and he gives us the real deal. Tim is honest. He's going to tell us what to stream and what to see in the theaters next. Somebody asking about the conversation we were going to have about whether uh, how when you correct somebody when they get your name wrong. We will do that at eleven oh eight. We will do that mm-hmm. at eleven oh eight because uh, if you missed it, we had a guest on before. Jordana called him the wrong name, then he called her the wrong name. I think he did it on purpose, but uh, we'll get to that later. But let's get to Tom. Tom Lammers, our good friend Tom, who joins us all the time. Tom, man, you're a good Tom. friend of mine. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, you got it. You got it wrong, Adam. It's oh. Tim Lamers. Lamers, I'm lame oh. because I do lame movie reviews. That's it's all tied in. Never. On that note, Never. on the lame movie reviews, let's get to that. The Hunger Games, a ballad of songbirds and snakes, which was going to be the name of my first album had I uh, pursued music. But really, <laughs> yeah. Let's hear a little of that. Ballad of songbirds we, and snakes. Before we get to the Hunger Games, let's hear. Listen. Uh, Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Tim, what do we think here? Uh, is it true I to the original it, Hunger Games? Well, yes and no. I mean, you know, the, you have the director, Francis Lawrence, who did the last three of those first four films. And he is the director of this one, which I think is really important because you have to maintain that tone, that feel, that look. What's interesting about this is that it has somewhat of a different look because you have to remember this is the 10th Hunger Games we're talking about, whereas the Jennifer Lawrence film, the first one in 2012, was the 70th. So things came a long way. You know, uh, it, with this one, it's a 10th, so it's more retro looking, which I think is kind of interesting and kind of cool. It wasn't just a wash, rinse, repeat of the original. That's what I was afraid of coming into this. I wasn't really that excited but I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw with yeah. this movie. I, Jordana, were you a big Hunger Games uh, fan? You know, I'm a little embarrassed to say I never watched it. I haven't either. The, <laughs> really? I've okay, never, see, I've never seen a Hunger Games. Well, I think it's because our kids were young, Adam, when this all came out. So, and you know, when you have toddlers, you sort of like step back from popular culture and society because you're so busy raising kids. And, you know, you can't watch certain things on TV because, oh, TV's bad for the kids. You can't watch that. And you miss out on this whole like generation of pop culture. So, right. I don't know. Maybe I should watch it. Should I watch it now, Ad? Uh, well, Tim? 
Well, this is the great thing. I mean, it's a prequel. So the only thing that you really need to know was in those original films, uh, the president of Panem, which is the, the, the state with, containing the capital over, and they hold sway over these 12 districts, because this is like a po- post-apocalyptic dystopian America is what we're looking at now. Um, he was the main bad guy. Well, it's the younger version of him in this particular film. It's the 18-year-old version played by an actor who's quite impressive, who I never really heard of, named Tom Blythe. So uh, you could start pretty much fresh. I mean, the stakes are pretty much the same. Uh, These districts tried to revolt against the Capitol at one point, and to punish them, they have these hunger games uh, where people from 12 districts, and they're all starving, they select a, a a male and a female from each mm. district, and they throw them in an arena, and it's like a gladiator battle to the death. Yes. And so Jeez. it's a good thing, Jordana. You don't want your young kids watching this sort of stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, you don't. Uh, and, mm. the, and the winner, they, you know, would go the spoils where, you know, their district would be provided with food, uh, if I can recall. Again, it's been so darn long. Um, it was a different game thing with the 10th one in this songbirds and snakes sort of thing. You know, the other thing about this movie, it, it features Rachel Zegler, who's taken a lot of heat over her uh, Snow White comments. Makes you forget that she's really a talented actor. She is a hell of a singer, because you got to remember, we saw her for the first time in West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's remake. So I'm glad that they're putting um, her, her talents to, they're showcasing her talents in this film. Although when you're talking about a, a movie where people fight to the death, does singing always work in the middle of it? I don't know. It's not right? a musical, but it feels awkward at times. Wait, what's what's the Snow White controversy? I don't know that. She was on the red carpet at a convention uh, where she and Gal Gadot, who's going to be playing the evil queen, she's called the original prince, the prince in the original cartoon, a stalker. <laughs> That didn't oh. sit too good for with, with Snow White fans. And she kind of just, oh. you know, she really didn't paint the original cartoon in a, in a favorable light. So that really upset fans. Good thing for her with this picture. When she shows her talents, she can act. She can sing. Mm-hmm. She's got a hell of a presence on screen. That's hopefully, hopefully this is the, 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 all that controversy is going to dissipate because Snow White's not coming out for another year. So, uh, yeah, I, I love that you have a premise that isn't entirely original. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that as long as it's done well. Not only do you have those two actors, you have Peter Dinklage, who, talking mm, about a guy who's him. never seen anything, I've never seen him in Game of Thrones. So uh, he is terrific. And Viola Davis is terrific. They're the two villains, and they mm-hmm. just have such of a dominating presence. So the acting is terrific. The setting, it's, it's a beautiful movie to look at, even though it's ultimately kind of depressing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, it really hits on all cylinders. I was really, really surprised. You've got to make room for some Game of Thrones at some point. Well, I do. You know, I, I've seen Peter Dinklage in other films, yeah. and the first film I saw him in, and I mentioned this today earlier, is um, a, a movie called The Station Agent, where I knew right from the get-go that this guy was enormously talented. Yep. And oh, I'm genius. so glad that his star has risen the way it has. And again, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe I should see Game of Thrones, but certainly whatever, I don't know if he was a villain in that or not, but he nope. has, is playing a high level of villainy in this, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. No, he's, he's a, scary. 
Yeah. He's, he can be scary. Uh, the streaming pick this week on Showtime Paramount Plus series, it's called The Curse with Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder. Let's listen to that. Okay, so this okay, is Okay, when not... you have to t- tell people that you're good people, that's suspect. So what is happening <laughs> I'm talking here? About that's what that's what social media is for, to tell everybody is that it? Oh, I'm good. I'm Yeah. Good. Yeah, well, this kind of it throws uh, uh, water on the whole reality series things where you think everything's reality, but a lot of stuff is staged. Yeah. And in particular, Nathan Fielder, who uh, is married to Emma Stone in this movie. It's not, they're playful characters. Uh, they're a newly married couple making this HGTV type reality series where they go to this small town and try to uh, transform it into a place where there's eco friendly homes. But obviously, some of this stuff is manufactured, and they try manufacturing this shot where he gives this girl trying to make money for her family, selling a six-pack of Sprite or whatever. He gives her 100 bucks, and that's because that's all he had. He tries to take it back from her, and then she curses him. Emma Stone's character says, you know what? I, this curse stuff creeps me out. You need to give it back. Well, once he's cursed, things get worse and worse and worse. I don't know if I would have seen this series if not for the fact that somebody as high-profile as Emma Stone was doing it. Nathan Fielder. He does this series, if you've never seen it, it's called Nathan for You. Yep. And have you seen it? No, but I, I'm familiar with him. He's extremely funny. And our producer today, Charlie Weiss, is a big fan of his. Oh, Charlie, you got to tell him. I mean, it is, it is hilarious stuff. I mean, it's kind of a reality show where Nathan Fielder has this business background and he tries to transform small businesses with these very unorthodox ideas. I mean, it is a laugh-out-loud funny show. When you combine him with Benny Sadfi, um, who with his brother made the movie Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw it yet, uh, Jordana, because Adam and I recommended it yes. to you. These guys are off kilter, too. I mean, you have to admit, Adam, Uncut Gems has got a, a weird vibe. Oh, yeah, doesn't it? which is why yeah. I liked it so much, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when you combine Nathan Fielder with the Sadfi uh, brothers, or one of them, you get this very strange series uh, where, yes, they expose all the shenanigans that are going on with these reality shows. Um, but, you know, right now, since there's only, I think the second episode comes out today, we're going to see how far this curse goes. But I will tell you with the first uh, episode, again, it's, it's Showtime on Paramount Plus, if you have that streaming service is it's very uncomfortable to watch. Mm. There's some really weird things that go on with this show. So fair warning, that's all I'll say. I can't describe for you exactly because Emma Stone is doing something on screen that I never anticipated her doing. So it's, I, have to, oh. I have to applaud her, though, for taking risks because she's taking yeah. a big risk with this show. I love me some Emma Stone. Yeah. She's, she's great. Fantastic. She's great. She's great in this. And Nathan Fielder is a great actor, and he's kind of an extension of himself uh, with Nathan for you. But that, I think it's on Max. Charlie, you could confirm that for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, so it, it, it is a terrific show. And again, just prepare yourself for something you wouldn't expect. It's really awkward, but really, really funny. You can read more of Tim at directconversations.com. Always a pleasure to have you, Tom Limmers. Uh, really <laughs> Tom appreciate Lamers. you joining us. Thank you, Jordana Grain and Adam yeah. mm-hmm. Cartier. Yep. 
yeah. the founder of the Diamond Company. That's right. That's I got, I got yeah. that going yeah. for me. That's Money my side there, gig. Brother. That's my side gig. Uh, I will talk oh, next Wednesday because yes. of Thanksgiving. Right. So we'll talk then. Thanks, Tim. Happy to do it. Happy to do have it. A have a great, great weekend. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Do yeah, you correct? Uh, Go ahead. Oh, it's just Nathan Fielder. You know where I was familiar? I, I hadn't heard of Nathan Fielder before. He was at a Mets game. There's video of this where, you know, how they show celebrities on when they're yeah. at games and then they show, you know, they're on the Jumbotron and they wave. They put him on the Jumbotron and he just stared at the camera like he was super annoyed by it. And then he'd look away and then he'd look back. It's just. It was hilarious. So and that's the best it. comedic actor working right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's it was just brilliant and it was funny. So does he have a does he do does he do stand up, Charlie? Uh, I, know I, you're I a believe fan. he's done some stand up before, but he mostly he does just shows and movies and yeah. he, he produces a lot of things. If you ever saw How To with John Wilson uh in New York, he produced that. Okay. Well I might have to Google some Nathan Fielder for the uh for the weekend. Yeah, there you go. And Charlie's Recommendation. It's 10.50. That's a Lindis Construction time check. We'll be right back. What song are we listening to, Charlie? we got to wait for the chorus, right? There we go. That would be Kenny Chesney. He is coming here next spring, May the 4th. May the 4th be, May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. Star Wars day. As we bring in, uh, somebody called right away. Let's put them on the air. Hi, you're live on WCCO Radio on the uh, Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Who do we have here? This is Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi. How are you today? Do you know the How's... key word, Paul? I do. I do. It's honky-tonk. Yeah, yes. You ever been in a honky-tonk, Paul? Um, no, I haven't, actually. What is it? Adam? A honky tonk is like a is like a bar where you hear country music, mm-hmm. country and music, both kinds. Yeah, that's where you hear at a honky tonk. Yeah, not many honky tonks up here in the you know these are probably more in Texas and in the the Bible Belt, but no, uh, yeah, we I, lo- I love a good honky tonk if you can find one. Now, Paul, are you a, a big uh, fan of uh, Kenny Chesney or is it Zach Brown man or who are you liking in this more, lineup? More Zach Brown, but a little yeah. bit of both. Yeah, uh, Zach Brown man. Um, Kenny Chesney, Megan Maroney, Uncle Cracker, May 4th at U.S. Bank Stadium. Who are you bringing with you? Uh, I'm not sure yet, actually. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, the lucky person is going to be very excited. We thank you for listening. And, Adam, this is our – we've gone four for four. We uh, did this four times this week. We didn't do it on Union Gospel Mission. But our listeners are so astute and so good and so long-term listeners mm-hmm. that they are listening at 10 at Quick Takes and they are remembering uh, the word honky-tonk. I mean, I can't remember something that happened five minutes ago on the show, <laughs> but I'm really glad that we have listeners that do. Henry, well done. Uh, Henry? I appreciate it. You just called him Henry. I did. Did <laughs> I give the wrong name? Paul and Henry. Yeah, they're so close. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Paul? Is this Joanna? Yeah, that's Joanna. Yeah, I know. Paul, Thank you, Paul. I'm so sorry, Paul. Paul. We're going to put you on hold. Uh, Charlie's going to get some information so from you, Paul or Henry. Henry, where the hell did no, that come Paul. from? It's Paul. And see, that's the, the, we're going to have that conversation if we should, if you correct people that get, that say the wrong name. I, Paul, I apologize. My bad. My brain does not work by Friday afternoon, <laughs> and I am. I, it's only ten fifty-seven. I am sorry. It's been a long week, Paul. 
Please accept my apology. Uh, hang on there, Paul. We'll get That's your fine. info. Thank you. Uh, text in 651-461-9226. Are you a first-timer, meaning if somebody gets your name wrong the first time, do you correct them? Or do you never correct them? Do you have a trick for correcting people? Let's hear it. Uh, Joanna and I will be back yeah. after the break. Why are we talking about this? We'll find out next on WCCO. Don't go anywhere. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 